Hey, and welcome to the Dr. Nicolia Show, where we talk about living intentionally and by design and all things related to the subconscious mind. Every other Tuesday, I release a new episode where we talk about in-depth topics to help you bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to be. I'm so excited that you're here joining me. Now, let's dive in and get started. Hey, 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 for those that are new here, welcome to this space. I'm so excited to have you here. For those that have been here before, I'm excited to have you back. Today, I want to talk about decision fatigue. We're going to talk all about what it is, um, signs of it, and how to avoid it. So uh, maybe about two or three years ago, I had just been so overwhelmed. I mean, I was doing all the things, wearing all the hats, burning the candle at both ends, exhausted. And I'll never forget, I was on the phone with my brother, kind of like venting and talking about it. And he shared with me this concept called decision fatigue. So me, as a lifelong learner, I'm like, man, I'm going to go ahead and and try to research this. I'm going to try to break it down. So I remember learning about it maybe about two years ago, two or three years ago. Great insights, great awarenesses. And then like we do with most things, we learn about it. We forget about it. We go back into our old ways. Well, recently, I've been feeling that same level of like exhaustion a little bit. And it's not an exhaustion of like I've overexerted myself or I have too many things on my calendar. It's a different level of like exhaustion this exhaustion of like for me when it hit me was I was getting ready to buy this course and it felt like I was making a decision that was going to make or break me and it was like not even a crazy expensive course it wasn't anything major but it felt so freaking scary and I'm like this is too much so I instantly remembered the phrase decision fatigue and decided to track my decisions so I spent the last 24 hours doing an experiment where I essentially counted the number of decisions I had to make from small to big. And about three hours into me waking up, I lost count because I had spent so much time making decisions about small things. I was making decisions. I think I was maybe three hours in and I had made 20 decisions. And so I made a decision about what shirt did I want to wear. I made a decision about what time I wanted to go live. I made a decision about what I wanted to eat for breakfast. I made a decision if I wanted to start prepping for lunch or if I wanted to order lunch. I made a decision about you know whether I wanted to return this client's call first or if I wanted to respond to an email first. I made a decision about what color I needed for a photo shoot. I made a decision about how I wanted my hair done for that same photo shoot. I mean, it was back-to-back small, little, tiny, miniature decisions. And while that doesn't sound like a lot, it's freaking exhausting to the point where I, I literally stopped tracking because I was so overwhelmed. I was so exhausted with it. And so needless to say, decision fatigue is exhausting. Now, if you're new to the concept of decision fatigue and you're wondering what it is, let me break it down. Decision fatigue is essentially the state, and I'm reading it right off of Google, is a state of mental overload that can impede our ability to make additional decisions. Simply put, decision fatigue is when we make a whole bunch of decisions and then the small decisions or the other decisions we make after that, they start to deteriorate in in the decision making skills that we have because we're burned out and we're exhausted. Now, when we think about this, one of the things that I know for me is I couldn't ever tell the difference between like decision fatigue and indecision. Um, And indecision has actually been linked more so with like not trusting yourself with like a lower sense of self-esteem, whereas decision fatigue actually happens after you've already made a series of decisions and you're more so like overwhelmed. So for me, Decision fatigue is definitely something that I struggled with. In fact, I feel like decision fatigue got so bad for me over the last 
several months that I stopped like trusting my decisions. And so I just stopped making decisions and actually making no decision is a decision. And so by default, I had these results of things that I actually didn't want because I was refusing to make a decision. So I want to talk about like signs that will let you know if you're struggling with decision fatigue. So an inability to clearly think or focus or to make a decision while thinking clearly, procrastination or like spending so much time overthinking while trying to make a decision, trying your hardest to avoid decisions. So whether you settle and you're like, I'm just not going to make a decision that makes the decision for you, or you just try to like avoid them altogether. And you're like, I'm just not even going to talk about this or think about this. Being irritable due to the overwhelm from decision making making impulsive decisions, so making them quick, irrationally, um, not trusting yourself in your decision-making capability and always looking for someone else to like kind of fix it for you. And then that constant feeling, that nag, this is a big one for me, but that constant like nag, that nagging feeling of like, did I make the right decision? <laughs> that one always gets me. And if you answered yes to probably more than half of these, and I don't even remember how many I named, maybe six or seven, if you answered yes to more than half of these, you're probably struggling with decision fatigue. Now, the craziest part is this has been like a psychological research about like what decision fatigue is, what it means. And um, it's been so interesting and fascinating. Like as I researched it, I learned that a lot of like highfalutin people, minimize their decisions as much as possible to prevent decision fatigue. So if you ever look at like Barack Obama's speeches, you'll notice that he pretty much wears the same suit over and over again. He has enough money to buy new suits, but why would he buy new suits if he can just wear the same thing? He knows it looks good. He doesn't have to think about it. Steve Jobs, the outfit from Apple actually is said to have come from the fact that Steve Jobs dressed like that. He wore jeans and a solid tee. And that's what the, the outfit uniform is for those that like work at Apple. And it's so crazy because I like part of my experiment was planning my meal, meal planning, like meal prepping. And because that's one big decision that like over what guys, I can't stress enough. I hate cooking. And that is one big decision that overwhelms me in ways I can't even put into words. And so when I started to like meal prep for this one successful week, um, it was so freeing because I was like every, you know, day I'm picking my kids up from school and I don't hear the, what are we eating for dinner? Like I already had the menu listed on this like board that we have in the kitchen. And I was confident in that, like, well, we're just going to go home and do this. I didn't have to overthink or anything like that. So I can see why have not having to make a decision about your clothing in the morning frees you to make a decision about whether you want to go to war or not, right? Whether you want to create an expensive iPhone or iPad, like I could see, totally see that. And so for me, I'm like, okay, I clearly feel like I, you know, I'm not the president, I'm not Steve Jobs, but I have important decisions to make, decisions to make for my family, decisions to make for my business, um, decisions to make for my health, my mental health, my peace. And so I need to be in a place where I can make decisions that feel aligned without me feeling that fatigue, that exhaustion, that overwhelm that comes with that decision making. So that's when I decided to start digging deep and, and asking myself, like, how do I get there? And so here's what I'm going to tell you. The good news is I've been experimenting with a lot of these strategies that I'm going to share with you today. And the best takeaway I want you to know is you don't have to stay stuck in decision fatigue. The first thing you got to do is recognize it exists. The second thing is you got to learn how to make it something of your past. And that's what we're going to talk about. So the thing is, the first thing that you want to do when you're making decision fatigue, well, this is not like um, 
a strategy to, to heal it, but you got to know that it exists. So thinking about some of those examples that I gave you of feeling impulsive, um, being irritable, constantly feeling like you made the wrong decision, not trusting yourself, um, struggling with being able to see clearly or thinking clearly or being able to focus like those are all examples that you're struggling with it and if so here are some strategies that you can use the first one is make your biggest decisions early in the day when you first wake up you're energized you're focused you're disciplined like you you are your best typically first thing in the morning even if you're not a morning person your brain has just gotten great rest and so you're your best, okay? So making your biggest decisions earlier in the day helps you to make those smaller decisions later in the day when they're kind of meaningless, if that makes sense. The second thing is try to eliminate decision-making when possible. So for example, can you just have all your clothes put out on Sunday? So you made that one decision on Sunday, you don't have to think about it. Or maybe you want to do like Marie Kondo and you only want to wear five outfits that serve you. Or maybe you want to do like I did and do meal prepping and that's one less thing. So try to eliminate decisions when you can and when it makes sense and with that kind of like pairing this creating a routine because our brain our body thrives off a of routine structure and consistency and when you have that structure implemented you help to save yourself time while at the same time you're bringing this sense of like consistency so you don't have to worry about what time I'm going to put my kids down for bed or you know what time am I going to get my kid from daycare like you already know on my way home from work I'm going to drive to La Petite daycare or whatever her name is and pick my kid up right you already know your kid's bedtime. You already know your bedtime. You already know, like for me, one of the things that I, I have a very strict routine, except for Sundays, I'm pretty lax on Sundays, but even Saturday, I wake up and I already know what I'm going to do on Saturday. I don't wake up and lay in bed and wait for the world to tell me what to do. I have that routine, that structure and that consistency. And it's been a lifesaver because it eliminates the need for you to make decisions on basic routine day-to-day -day tasks. And again, like your, I said, your brain thrives off of that that consistency and that structure it's so freaking valuable the next thing um, that I found to be really helpful is to build breaks into your day so I actually have an alarm that goes off on my phone twice a day and it says are you creating from a place of joy or are you creating from a place of stress and I love this because it's a constant reminder when it goes off to stop and reflect and ask myself, do I need a break? You know, if I'm creating from a place of joy, I can keep going. I'm in flow. I'm at peace. I'm moving. But if I'm creating from a place of stress, I probably need to pull back. And that gives me a moment to like just really reflect on where I'm overwhelmed and lean into like asking for help or taking breaks when necessary. Another strategy is to consider getting a partner or a friend to bounce ideas off of. Now, I will say you don't want to get to the point where you're expecting them to make all your decisions for you and you're not trusting yourself and, and things of that nature. But it is really good to bounce ideas off of people so that you're not pressured to try to hold them in yourself. You're not pressured to try to figure out what's right and what's wrong. Like you just feel comfortable making decisions, but you feel comfortable processing them. So I'm a open head and Ajna Center based on human design, which means that I don't always know the answer. And I want, well, the best way to say it is I'm always seeking the answer. I guess it's a better way to say it. I'm always looking for the answer, but I never feel like enough is enough, if that makes sense. I never feel like I know all the answers. So I'm constantly looking for the next best thing. And my brother, he has a defined head center and a defined Ajna. If you're not familiar with your human design chart, 
please look it up. It'll change your life. Um, I'll put a link in the notes where you can actually sign up for a human design reading if you'd love. Um, but my brother is an, uh, he's a defined head center and a defined Ajna. And so when I process with him, he holds so much space and like conceptualizes and brings my ideas together, which has been so beautiful. So for me, processing works, but for some people getting other people's influence can be kind of disruptive. So really asking yourself if that feels aligned or doesn't feel good. Um, another strategy that I found to be really helpful, and this works for probably like a lot bigger decisions, but writing a list of pros and cons, that's like my number one go-to because when I write a list of like pros and cons, it forces me to not just think it in my head, but to see it in front of me, to reflect on it. And I feel like I have to take everything into consideration when I'm writing my list of pros and cons. I have to see what's good and what's bad. And then I can kind of essentially weigh them against each other. Like I can look at them and say, okay, does this feel good? Does this not? And then I feel more confident in my decision because I've really, really taken time with it. I'm not just making some like random impulsive decision. Um, another strategy with that said that has been like super, super helpful is to reflect on past experiences. Now, do we always make good decisions? No, but our decisions always end up working out in our favor. And let me explain. The Bible even says it itself, right? All things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So God is working everything out. And even when you look at past decisions you've made that maybe haven't been so healthy, they've still led you to something that has been like really healthy for you, that has taken you to a, a better place. Um, I remember there was a point where I started like journaling and I remember thinking that wasn't really a good decision because I could be vulnerable and people could find my journal and all these things. But then I was like, you know what? My journal can serve as like a blueprint for people that are healing after hurt or, you know, things like that. So even that one decision was able to be turned around to work in my favor. And there's plenty of other ones that I could think of just not off the top of my head. Um, but when you reflect on your past experiences, you'll have the ones that you made that are freaking amazing and you'll feel validated and confident. And then you have the ones that you made that are like, I don't know if I, those were good, but it still let me meet this person. It still led me to this place. It still led me to this decision or this commitment or whatever. So there's still a growth and there's amazing things with each of those. Okay. Um, and the truth is a lot of times the indecision that we have, or, or not the indecision, but the um, decision exhaustion that we have, the decision fatigue that we have can be rooted in the fact that you don't trust yourself because you could be needing to make a decision, but you're reflecting on all the reasons all your decisions have been awful. And then it overwhelms you to figure out like, dang, like, can I even make this decision? So reflecting on times that you've made really healthy decisions in the past is so freaking powerful. Okay, like so, 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 so powerful. So um, the last strategy that I have, I'll be honest, maybe it might be it might be one of the hardest. Um, but one of the most important strategies to overcome decision fatigue, and this is to be consistent with your decision. So after you make a decision, don't waver, don't go back and forth, trust yourself Trust the process and understand that ultimately, even if the decision is quote unquote wrong, there's still ways that you can learn from it, right? There's still growth opportunities from it. And I've learned that like when I try to second guess my decisions, I create more decisions because it's like, let's say, for example, I don't know, you take a new job and then you're like, should I have left my old job? Oh, man, maybe I should just leave this job. How do I tell them? When do I tell them? Do I need to tell them? Do I say, like, you've now created 76 new questions, which create 76 new decisions for yourself when you can just 
stick with it, right? You can move forward with the decision. Now, obviously, if something's unhealthy, you have full permission to move away, um, and that and that's important. But when you are dealing with that decision fatigue, try to eliminate the amount of decisions you have to make to fix that, to fix making the original decision, if that makes sense, okay? I've also learned when I make a decision and I trust that decision, I don't waver with it, I've actually leaned in and started to trust myself more and I started to make better decisions as a result of that, as a result of me really leaning in and being able to trust myself. Ultimately, regardless of how strong, hardworking, or disciplined you are, your ability to make the best choices eventually are going to be based on like, are you exhausted? Are you able to make healthy decisions? Are you in a good energetic space? And so it's important to know your energy, to be aware of decision fatigue, but to also know what you can do to prevent decision fatigue as much as possible. Because remember, your life is a result of your decisions. So I want you to think about this and I want you to consider what decisions are you making today that are in alignment with where it is that you want to be. Thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Nicole show today. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I want to hear all about it. Your words and your feedback add so much value to this show. So here are three additional ways you can continue to support. First, leave a review. Your feedback helps me to show up and support you at a greater level. Two, share, share, share. If you love today's episode, take a screenshot or highlight your favorite quote that stood out to you and share it on your social media account. Be sure to tag me at Nicolia Williams as well. It brings me so much joy to see you engaging and sharing all of your takeaways. Plus, every time you share with someone, it gives them a chance to also enjoy the show. Three, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. For now, that's all I have. I'll see you on the next episode of The Dr. Nicole Show.